God is great. I testify that there is no God but God. أشهد أن محمد الرسول الله. I testify that Muhammad is his prophet. Hasten to prayer. Hasten to success. God is great.
no God but God. These are the first words I heard within a minute of my birth, the adhan or the Muslim call to prayer. They were sung into my ears by my father as they were sung into his ears at his birth and into the ears of every Muslim child upon its arrival into this world. The first hands to hold me were large, male, and black. Dr. Ikomi was the Nigerian obstetrician who brought me into this world, helping me across the border from womb to independent life. My life began on the continent of Africa, far from the home of my Pakistani parents, who had themselves crossed many borders in their lifetimes. I grew up surrounded by mostly black Africans with a smattering of Indians, Pakistanis, and white Britishers. My father worked as an engineer for a foreign company, and my mother was a doctor. Like most middle-class people in Nigeria, we had a maid and a cook. While my elementary school had a mix of nationalities, I was the only non-Nigerian in secondary school. I was a voracious reader, spending every afternoon after lunch closeted in my room, reading British children's books, including the Chronicles of Narnia. My parents didn't want to send their children to a boarding school across the ocean, so they chose immigration as a way to provide a better education for us and a country we could call our own. When I was 12, we moved to the United States, to Fort Wayne, Indiana. It was a year and a half before my father found a job in St. Louis as an engineer at a fraction of his former salary. My mother got a job at the local library to keep from going crazy with nothing to do. I spoke the Queen's English, raised my hand in class to answer a question, and stood up to give the answer before reseating myself, as I had been taught in my Nigerian schools. My junior high classmates chewed gum and slouched in their seats. When I made a mistake in my work and asked to borrow a classmate's rubber, <laughs> they laughed loudly. <clears throat> I quickly learned American terminology and pronunciation and adapted to this new culture. I was lucky that my parents were fairly liberal. Although we attended the local Islamic center and I took religion classes, they let me attend a few dances at the high school my senior year, but I was not allowed to date. I didn't drink alcohol, I didn't eat pork, and I didn't wear shorts. After high school, I went to medical school in Kansas City, returned to St. Louis for an OBGYN residency, and met my future husband, Blair. When our son Ian was born, I decided to take more time off work. I went back to university when Ian was in preschool and graduated with a BFA in sculpture. I've crossed many borders in my lifetime, physical, cultural, religious, and professional. 
Some were imposed upon me, and others were a natural outgrowth of my own beliefs and desires. None of them was easy. With each crossing, I've had to give up something. But in doing so, I've grown my identity and my connections, and I've been able to see the world more clearly. Which brings me back to the Chronicles of Narnia. I loved the white British children who were the heroes of the story. I loved Lucy, who was so good that she never lost her faith in Aslan, the lion god, a faith I never experienced. I remember how I hated those nasty calamines and the horse and his boy. They were portrayed as dishonest and greedy, dressed in their harem pants, carrying their curved scimitars. In their culture, fathers married off their young, beautiful daughters to old, lecherous men for their own gain. Their skin was dark and swarthy from the sun that beat down on their desert home. From the tops of their turbans, down to their shoes with the curled up toes, they oozed untrustworthiness. They were out to conquer the clean and beautiful lands of the north. And horror of horrors, their slimy prince wanted to marry Susan, the young white queen of Narnia. It's funny that it wasn't until college when I reread the book that I realized I was a calamine. I am a calamine. And I felt so angry. Angry that I had been duped and had fallen for it. Angry that as a child no one had warned me. Angry that thousands of children still read this series today and no one talks about the hidden meanings. Today we see the same thing in movies and TV shows. We show people as one thing and only one thing over and over again until everyone begins to believe it. Being in the people of color circle and working with Marie has helped me understand my visceral reactions to others' comments or behavior, and I've learned coping mechanisms to calm myself. As a scientist, I'm more comfortable examining data and looking at numbers to draw conclusions. I don't like using anecdotes to make a point. But as an artist, I realize that as human beings, we respond to stories. It is in stories that we can see ourselves, in stories that we can identify with others who are unlike us. Today in worship, you will not hear a single story. You will hear the many voices of Unitarian Universalists of color, each with its unique experiences and perspectives. Join us in the journey, for this is work we must do in community. This is the work of our church. Come, let us worship together.